Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Matthew, the second chapter. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem, and in that region, all who were two years old or under. Dear friends of Christ, one of our popular professors at the Fort Wayne Seminary, where I attended, is a man named uh, the Reverend Dr. David Scare. And he was teaching in the seminary when I was there. He's still teaching today. And even many years before I was there, I graduated in 88, in 1972, he made the statement and the connection between the holy, holy slaughter of the innocents, which is the babies that died under King Herod's hand, and the holy slaughter of the innocents in our day, which, of course, is a whole topic of abortion. And how can we mention the holy slaughter of innocents and commemorate that day and the lives that were lost without commemorating and remembering the slaughter of the innocents in our lifetime? You know, I've been doing... Sanctity of Human Life Sunday sermons for my entire ministry for 34 years. And obviously this is a topic that's important uh, to the church. It's important to our society. God loves life. But when we start and begin this topic on abortion, the first place you have to start is God forgives. We as God's people stand in grace. And there are souls that are hurting over this topic. There are people that are feeling guilt and shame because they've been responsible for an abortion. Either they've had one or encouraged somebody to have one. And, and yet, as believers, we need to understand that God forgives every sin. And we stand forgiven in the blood of Christ. That's a reality in which we stand. We live by grace. So we talk about this topic, that's the first thing that has to be perfectly and clearly spoken. We speak as grace. We speak as truth, yes. But we also speak His holy will. And God's will is to support human life. God supports life, and God hated the destruction of the innocents, the innocent babies when Herod ordered their destruction. And God hates the destruction of innocent babies today. Nothing has changed. The fifth commandment is still operative. Thou shalt not murder. Nothing has changed. You know, God's, God still values human life and considers it a sin when we choose to enter it, uh, choose to end life. And as we remember the slaughter of the innocent babies who died at the hand of King Herod, we also remember the prayer that is specific for this day. Every Sunday we have a specific prayer for that given day. It, it changes every week, depending on the topic of the readings. It's called the Collect. And the specific Collect, the prayer for the Day of Holy Innocence, dates back to the 11th century. It's an ancient, ancient prayer that in Latin is read, Put to death in us all that is in conflict with your will. Put to death in us all that is in conflict with, that's fitting for today, all that's in conflict with God's will. Our theme, God's will supports life. 
You know, it's never good to be in conflict with the will of the God who created the universe. Abortion does that. It puts societies in conflicts. It puts peoples in conflict. And a nation that stands opposed to God is a nation that will face destruction. That's important while we talk about it. Examine your human history. Nations grow powerful. Nations grow so powerful that you think that they can't be conquered. But ultimately, these nations inevitably turn away from the Lord, turn to untold sins. They plunge themselves into many things that offend the Lord, and the Lord's judgment eventually falls on them. Destruction is always just around the corner as either they implode from within or they are attacked from without. I hope this helps you understand the importance of why we need to talk about this topic in our, in our country today, the preaching against the slaughter of innocents. It's what happens when people oppose the will of God and ignore God's will. Well, what happens when that happens? Uh, the famous author Stephen King, you know, that, that horror author, writes about it. In his book, it's kind of, his book is kind of like the Hunger Games. And for every 20 years, family have twins in this book that are raided. And the raiders are called wolves. And the wolves go from community to community. And every, they steal one of every pair of twins in the whole land. And they take these children away in exile, away from their parents to face unspeakable torture. After a few weeks, these children are allowed to go home. Unfortunately, they return home with permanent brain damage and they've done something to them that causes, that causes them to become uh, giants. Well, when the next raid was scheduled to happen, one father stood up before the whole community and said, what is this doing to us? Each time they come and they take away our children, they take a little more away of our hearts, and they take a little more away of our souls. How many hearts and souls has abortion, abortion robbed in our community? How many hearts and souls has abortion robbed from our nation, from the world? How many hearts have been broken? How many tears have been shed? Since 1973, just in America alone, 62.5 million abortions. Our colleague says, put to death and destroy in us all that is in conflict with your will. You see, we cannot allow ourselves to be apathetic to this national sin that opposes God's will. But abortion is not just an American problem, it's a worldwide problem. Abortion was legal in Russia, for example. From 1917 to 1956, it's illegal today, but it was, it was legal for all those years, 1917. In 1921, right after they, they, they said it was legal, 21 out of every 100 births ended in abortion. Five years later, 1926, nine out of every 10 births ended out in abortion. Let me give you a Russian history lesson. It's 1941. Germany had just invaded Russia. On the battlefield was a radio operator, and she had just given birth to a newborn baby. 
The baby needed to be fed immediately, but the mother was late in, uh, and her milk was late in coming. Svetlana Alexevich released a book in 2017 telling about that event. She wrote this from the soldier's perspective. The baby cried. The dogs heard it. If the dogs heard it, we'd all be killed. The whole group, 30 of us, you understand. The commander makes a decision. Nobody can bring himself to give the mother his order, but she figures it out herself. She lowers a swaddled baby into the water and holds it there. The baby doesn't cry. And we can't raise our eyes, neither to the mother nor to each other. Why were the Russians so moved by the death of this one baby when it was common to kill nine out of ten? Could it be that we all know deep down what's right, what's wrong? That's why we remember the slaughter of the holy innocent babies who were killed at Bethlehem, all the infant boys that were two, two years and under as King Herod tried to kill Jesus, the king. These, it's estimated that 25 boys were killed. And we have a day commemorating those 25 deaths. Can you imagine 62 million from abortion? And again, our collect prays, put to death and destroy in us all that is in conflict with your will. Supporting abortion rights directly is in conflict with the will of Almighty God. And our church body has said it in convention over and over again at our national conventions. We stand for life. We support life, especially innocent life that cannot speak for itself, as Proverbs says, speak for the one who cannot speak, for the rights of those who are doomed. Speak out, fair judgely, and defend the rights of oppressed and needy people. You know, we support the Lord's will, and we support God's grace. He forgives. Does God forgive people who have had an abortion or are guilty of being one of those responsible for an abortion? Well, if unrepentant, no, He doesn't forgive them. The Lord will hold them eternally accountable. But if repentant, yes. If repentant, the Lord always forgives them, just as the Lord is gracious to forgive us when we're repentant for all of our many sins. God's forgiveness always rules. The Lord forgives. Listen, abortion is also not a sin that falls solely on those who are responsible for having taken life from the womb. It's not. Abortion is your sin. Abortion is my sin. It's my guilt. Because it comes from our people. You don't believe me? Read the Old Testament. In Nehemiah, it talks about the corporate guilt of all the people. Nehemiah himself said, we're guilty for worshiping false idols. It's not that Nehemiah worshiped false idols, but the people did. And they were cast into exile. He said, we are guilty for slaughtering the innocent prophets that proclaimed God's truth. And we killed the, the prophets. And that's our sin. Everyone shared the guilt. It was a corporate sin. 
regardless of one's involvement. They were guilty by association. However, as with any sin, whether corporate sin or individual sin, sin is forgivable. What do we do with sin? We confess it. We confess it, and then we lean upon God who sent His Son to die for it. And our hearts hurt because corporately we've stood against God's will. And the Lord forgives. And consider this, how destructive the nature of abortion. Not only for the child, it's destructive for the mothers and for the fathers who have aborted their children. People like that hurt. People like that hurt inside. And they think about their children regularly. And, and, and they hurt and they weep and they cry. Their souls are damaged. That's what abortion does. Now, we may all suffer in the wake of abortion as a nation. And we may all suffer the guilt of our corporate shame and corporate sin. But know this, abortion is not an unforgivable sin. And any sin that is confessed and admitted is not unforgivable. In fact, every sin that we confess is immediately cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And again, God's will is to love life. Just as God uh, wants to save your soul and he, he wants you to live, uh, even though your soul may be damaged, even though your soul may be weighed down with this dissipation of guilt because you're responsible for uh, the abortion of your child in the past, and because of that, maybe you doubt God's love, and because of that, maybe you doubt God's forgiveness. Don't. Don't do that to yourself. Just as it was God's will to save infants who can't speak for themselves, it is God's will to save you and to save us as His people. Jesus shed His blood to cover a multitude of sins. The Bible says the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. And our collect for this day of the holy innocence Praise, put to death and destroy in us all that is in conflict with your holy will. It's a fitting prayer for this Sanctity of Human Life Sunday because we don't want to become callous to the issue. We don't want to become callous to the problem of, of opposing God's will. Consider the father who responded callously to his five-year-old daughter when she came to him with a concern. She approached him say, saying, Daddy, I hurt my finger. And the daddy snapped back coldly. Well, what am I supposed to do about it? And the little girl paused. And then she said, well, daddy, you could at least say ouch. I think we should start there. And that's where we should start when discussing sanctity of human life. For all of you who have been created by the hand of God for all of you who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, begin by saying, ouch. Our faith says, ouch, for sinners who are caught up in the sin. Our faith says, ouch, for the unborn who never had a chance to be born. And our faith says, ouch, for the world that walks in darkness and sees no need to repent. Let me conclude this message by praying the collect, the whole collect, for the day of holy innocence. Almighty God, whose praise was proclaimed on this day 
by the wicked death of innocent children, giving us thereby a picture of the death of your beloved Son, put to death and destroy in us all that is in conflict with your will, so that we who have been called in faith to be your children may in life and in death bear witness to your salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and in life everlasting. Amen.